Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hi, Where Women Speak with Shirley K. Audius. Welcome to another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. I am your host, Shirley King. When Women Speak with Shirley K. is sponsored by Life on Power and the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? We're in season three and we're in another episode for season three. You got it. You know it exactly what I'm going to say. This guest is fire. That's all we have on the When Women Speak with Shirley K podcast. Um, today we have Colette Lawrence. You know, we talk about our spirituality and our faith a lot on our podcast. I guess talk about that's one of the tools that keeps them um, living within with their voice, leading with their voice. And, and that's how a lot of them found their voice. But Colette, she, what we're going to learn today is that your faith doesn't always mean that you have owned your voice. So we're going to learn today on how to rebuild our confidence with our faith in our voice, because having our faith doesn't automatically mean we have all of the confidence that God wants to give us for all the big things that God wants us to do. So we're going to learn about confidence, how to regain our voice and how to live purposefully while on faith. Colette, welcome to the show. Hi, Shirley. Thank you so much for having me. This is, as I said earlier to you, it's God granting me the desires of my heart according to his will. So I'm thankful to be here today. <laughs> and this, this is all of my shows are special to me and heartfelt for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, at some point, guess you will hear how Colette and I make um, a met. But this is heartfelt for me because she said yes right away for this show. And Colette has a heart and she has a mission that took her from thinking about she wants to do this to having a sold out empowerment event this year. Sold out. So when you have really found your voice and it's aligned with your purpose, there is no stopping us. Let's get into this, Colette. So we always talk about finding our voice. And that's how we start this show. So Colette, what does it mean when you hear the statement, when you hear the question, when you hear find her voice? Surely the first thing that came to me is knowing who I am, knowing my value, knowing my worth. Really, it's about knowing me. That's the first thought that's coming, knowing me. Because if I don't know me, then when my voice speaks, not even I would recognize it. Khaled, you just dropped a little mic there and it had a little bit of embers on it from that fire. If you don't know you, you won't recognize your voice. No. But it's your voice. How in the world can you not recognize your voice? 
because I don't know me and I've allowed everyone else's voices to drown out my voice. So I sound like everyone else. So if I'm listening to it, I can't identify that this is my voice. This is my truth. This is Colette speaking because Colette doesn't yet know who she is. <laughs> when you're hearing everybody else and you're partaking and everybody else that's giving you and telling you and giving you your beliefs and you be actually begin to believe their beliefs, not even realizing it is their beliefs. Exactly. When you actually begin to look for your voice and you hear little whispers of your voice, you may not even recognize it because so many voices are convoluting yes. because initially you don't start bold and fast and loud. You start mm -hmm. small. Yes. So many voices telling me who I am. That's the thing. So I'm unable to fully identify. It's everyone else telling me this is who you are. This is what you should be doing. This is how you should be sounding. But when I found my voice, I found who I am. And then I know my unique voice, the uniqueness of my own voice. The uniqueness of your own voice. And um, I like to use the analogy quite often that until we fully show up for those folks that are um, that are assigned to us, because I do believe out of the nearly 8 billion people on this earth, there is a portion of those people that are assigned to every last one of us. Yes. I do believe that. But unless we actually show up fully, then we're just a lighthouse that's not lit. They Ooh. will run right into us yes. and not even realize that I'm an answer if yes. I don't show up. Yes. Thank you, Colette. That was so good. Mm -hmm. And we're just at our first conversation of the podcast. So Colette, what I want you to do now is um, share with our guests a voiceless experience that you have had, you know, throughout your life, whether it's be something recent, something in the past, but would you share with our guests a voiceless experience? Uh, Shirley, there are so many voiceless experiences that I've had but what came to immediately to mind is working in organizations, right? I've always supported the CEOs, at least for the last maybe 12 or 15 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And in those rooms, surely, I don't, I don't speak, I don't say anything. Mm -hmm. I'm always around in the shadows. I, 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 I get afraid of opening my mouth. It's not that I don't have ideas. I don't lack the ideas, but I don't, I, 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 I didn't know how to articulate them because, because it went back to my foundation of not knowing who I was. Mm -hmm. I thought I was unworthy to speak. And so I kept myself back. Who would listen to me if I even open my mouth and speak? So that also came as a part of my own limiting self-beliefs and my lack of um, proper self-image. So mm -hmm. it dulled my voice. It eroded my, not even dulled, it eroded my voice. And I felt like I couldn't speak. So even when persons would say, speak up, Colette, you have something to say. I thought that they were just being facetious. So even if they told you what they wanted, even if they said, I want to hear from you, 
you have something to offer and you have something to deliver, you immediately thought, oh, they're just being nice. They don't really want to hear from me. Yes, exactly. I dismissed what they were saying. When I tell you I dismiss it, I dismissed it and I ran away from that. If I could write it, Shirley, I would write it. But to vocalize it, I couldn't. And even writing it was a part of my voice and I still couldn't do that. But that would have been the easy way out. And I still didn't take that either. And you use a word that I wrote down as you were describing your voiceless experience, and I highlighted it. You used the word eroded, eroded your voice, you know, and that is, that's a bold word. And that is clearly says erosion means that it takes something that naturally should have been there away. So when I hear the word eroded and I think about erosion, it removes something that should have been there naturally there. But there are circumstances that literally eroded whatever that natural thing is that should have been there. Yes. Yes. And surely what that 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 thing that happened over time is I I I how I saw myself. So how I saw myself eroded that image of me and that voice. So I looked at myself. I had acne at the time because before I entered, and it started once I got into high school. Before that, I was fine. When I changed schools and I started a new high school, persons started to say, and that time they didn't say acne. They said, had you had bumps? It's like I wondered what they meant because it didn't affect me. But once they started using words to describe who I was, then I started believing that. I started believing that I was not beautiful. I was not, I, I was not worthy of being in, in rooms. I was not worthy of speaking up for myself. So there was always someone speaking up for me. And so over the years, that started building and building and building. So when we go back to that word erosion, now guess that when women speak with Shirley K, Colette has adult children now. So when she just gave us the analogy in the story of it began when she was in high school. That means that think about that. If you can visualize that erosion, so when something is removed from its natural state, something else is going to build up there because it'll be an empty space. Something else is going to use the space. Something else is going to build up. And she just told us what that was. A 100% disbelief that her self-value or she had any value to offer. And it began that long ago. So this show, When Women Speak with Shirley Kay, you know, if you recall, I'm going to say it again. It began with me being on the CW Network with Women of Color Empowerment Institute and responding to a recent study, 2021, mm -hmm. um, that women don't have enough talking time in the boardrooms. And of course, we've expanded that to all types of ways and whys when, it, when we talk about our voice. But once we get in that boardroom, in that relationship, in our career, in our businesses, there are some things that we've been dealing with for a very long time that until we deal with it, we won't know we're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, indeed. And, and so how important it is that this that you're doing, Shirley, is just expanding our voices, but not only expanding our voices for the women that will listen, who don't want to share their own experience to say, I've struggled with this. This is an opportunity for them to actually hear that they too can use their voice and that there is, there is coming change. <laughs> Thank you so much, Colette, for, for your transparency, because you're right. That is the 100% purpose of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay. Yeah. Out of all the guests, there's one woman that's only going to need to hear Colette's episode. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your transparency on in your journey, Colette. That was very important to say. It started when you were in high school. Yes. Because it's so key for, so this is what I'm learning now. It's so key to reflect, to go back. And maybe we'll get to that point, but it's about, maybe it's two years I found my voice. And oh, we're going to get you, to that point. Okay. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> again, every guest is near and dear to me because they, I wouldn't put them in front of you, audience, if they weren't. Um, but Colette's story is definitely near and dear to me because God used me. Um, uh, uh, she'll tell you if she wants to tell you, but God used me a long time ago, um, because I said yes to God and what he wanted me to do in regards to women and their empowerment and their voices. Yes. So now we're going to, we're going to be paused here. And this is my pause point in the show, because this is when I ask the guests before we move on, Colette, why should the voices of women in their values even matter? Should because we we carry something within us. Uh, I don't know how to fully describe it. There is something within each of us women. It's like a baby in the womb, right? And when we carry that, that baby has to come to birth. It has to be born. And it has to be born so that we can impact generations. We can impact our family. We can impact our community, wherever it is that we are. That we, are. we have that baby. And that baby, when we deliver it, we're delivering a message. It's like, it's like when, when the mommy is in the, the birthing room, and then whether you're having a, a, a regular delivery and the nurse says push or the doctor is doing a cesarean and he's cutting and taking that out, he's not just yanking the baby out or the nurse is not just yanking it out. So it tells me that he's taking his time, the person is taking their time to nurture this baby. And the value is, the value of the that birth is is significant and it is important because we feel a sense of release when we've released what god has given us when we release that word when we when we, we release and walk into that mission and that vision that he has given to us the value comes when the persons who are coming alongside us the persons whom we are called to when they are hearing something that listen just as you said prior each of us are impacting someone else. One yeah. person might listen this the, the entire show and hear only my voice or the previous guest before me because yeah. of the value that we give. 
So our value may not be to an entire room. An entire room may not see value in what we're hearing in our voice or in what we're seeing. Oh my God, so like I'm preaching. (laughs) 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 However way it comes out is exactly how that person needs to hear it. Yes. So the value is important. If we want to... If we want to make a difference, we have to understand that our voices have value as women. We are valuable because if we bring to the birth, that's already value. Yeah. And then we are nurturing. That's adding more value. We are making and shaping and molding and giving voice to others. Making, shaping and molding. Mm -hmm. Making, shaping, and molding. Claudia says something that was key. She gave the analogy of giving birth. And whether you will ever give birth to children, mm-hmm. you have given birth to children, or, if you, or you cannot give birth to a child. Mm-hmm. As women, we have some, she said, we have something inside of us that is used to impact generations. Yes. You still have that inside of you. Yes. And when it's not birthed out, then it remains a fetus. Yes. Until we leave this earth. Because we're not feeding it. You know, a, a baby is born when it's done getting all the nutrients it needs and it grows all the yes. things that it needs, yes. whatever, whatever God needs that baby to do for this world. When that's done, that's yes. when the baby is birthed. Yes. But without really showing up in your voice, yes. aligned with your purpose, then you leave here with that thing still a fetus. Yes, grew. yes, surely, exactly. So you see how, how you just get how to just put the finger right how in in the right perspective. That's exactly what I was saying. So whether you 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 are able to have a kid or not, it doesn't matter. You have that thing within you. Mm-hmm. And who wants to walk around with a fetus all their life? No, because what's gonna happen? That's a that's a that that's a stillbirth that has to come out. Oh, that was such a good analogy. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. That's why the voices of women and yeah. their values even matter. Yes. So I know your state of finding your voice and and understanding what your voiceless experience was, but now Colette, I need you to share just one. Because you got just as many of these experiences, but just one sharing experience where you are leading and we're leading with your voice. Awesome. So I have to go back to be able to answer this question. So in October of 2019, I made a what I would call a, a, a bold move. And I remember saying to my boss at the time as I was as I submitted my resignation letter that I actually wanted to speak with someone. I needed a a coach to speak with and she referred me to this person. So this person, I, I, I did, I knew of her because I communicated with her via email, though she may not remember. But what happened 
was that I was praying and I was saying, Lord, I need a woman of faith because I didn't know whether or not she was a woman of faith. And I said, Lord, I need a woman of faith because this that you're taking me through, it has to be an opportunity for me to know exactly, to hear exactly from you. And this is how I met you, Shirley. That Saturday morning, sitting in my living room with my blanket wrapped around me, I remember that. And we had that conversation. And that is how the me movement was birthed. I had to say that because every time I think of where I am, I have to give credit to who helped get me where I am. So in, in, so in that space, it allowed me to find my voice and hear how it helps me to lead with my voice. The fact is that now that I have found my voice and I have a team that I lead for prayer at my church. It is special to me because I realize that all these women are older than I am. Mm. And these women, almost all, these women value my voice. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for me? It means that I have to be careful what I say, how I say, what I say, because if they are depending on me to lead them with my voice, my voice has to have impact. My voice has to be positive. My voice has to be uplifting. My voice has to encourage them, especially coming from where I have coming from. So when I lead with my voice, I lead with my authentic self. <laughs> with your authentic self. And now... You're not afraid of your authentic self. No. No. There was a point when I was afraid of, of, of you know, I would be in the, sh in the shadows. But now that I've been called out front and is leading, I have to be authentic. I have to say what yes. it is. It might make some people uncomfortable. But yes. it's my voice. It's been lost for almost 50 years. Now I'm leading with it. And I want to lead intentionally and authentically. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've, over the years, I've met a lot of people who, um, and I used to be that person too, who will often say that, you know, I like to be in the background. I like to make sure things are going well. I like to make sure that the strategy is being yes. implemented. And yes. we need those people. There is yes. a reason for those people. Yes. But I dare to say that some of us who've said that, um, because at one point it was no longer the truth. So yes. because I am a strategist, it was the truth in the beginning, yes. but at some point it was no longer the whole truth, but I still, um, shared that as the truth. I was supposed to be out front and set yes. up in the back. And there is someone listening, same thing that you're good at what you do. Yes. Um, but now you're in the middle of this holding area. You're yes. in the middle of the hallway you don't particularly know, you know, why you're in this holding space. And that's because you have to, you have to fully show up in your purpose in order for your voice to be booming, but everyone to hear it for it to be magnified itself. Yes. And um, Colette just said that, you know, she used to be in the background. She was a support system yes. and, um, and she was good at it. She yes. is good at it. I remember at one of her events, um, someone who she supported said that, I mean, I had the title, but <laughs> I was getting advice from her, giving advice, getting advice from Colette. So Colette, um, you just said you resigned. 
And it doesn't always mean that you have to resign from somewhere, leave somewhere, but you always are leaving. We are always leaving from one area to the next in our lives. We're leaving this space to another stage. So we're always leaving. And so my next inquiry, Claudette, is the statement, leaving with your voice, it can convey a whole lot of meanings. But what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey for you, Colette? Leaving with my voice means I would have left that space and my message is still reverberating throughout where I've left. So I have left, but I've left words. I've left words that impacted lives. I've left words that uplifted someone. I've left words that has far-reaching, but what I would want to say, consequences beyond what I thought it would be. I thought I just left words, but I left change. I left, I left someone being different, someone rethinking their own, what would I call it, rethinking their own selves. What is it that matters to me? How am I changing how 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 should i be walking out in this season so when i leave with my voice and i think of places that i have worked i've migrated over seven years ago that means i've left that organization seven years seven years i've left my voice there the persons i who weren't there when i was there they've said i've heard about you I've heard that you are fear. They heard what I represented. My last employment, I left there four years ago, three years ago. They are still left with my voice. I went to an event and someone said, oh, you are Colette, I've heard about you. I'm not saying this to sound good, but you must understand that because I've discovered who I am, that mattered to me. So when they said it, I didn't feel like they were saying it just to be nice to me. (laughs) I owned it, surely. I owned it. So I left with my voice, my voice being voice of positivity, voice of change, voice of I can do it. And I left my authentic voice right there. That was a perfect response to that. I no longer think they're being nice. I own it. Yes. My voice does some things. God uses my voice. My voice matters. Yes. Charlotte, I could not. I mean, every guest says it differently. And initially, the question of leaving with your voice, I, I, I was I'm always intrigued by the answer from any guest. And I've had some of the guests, they'll send me like a note before the show when they see that question to go, now nah, you ask some hard questions. But that's because the caliber of guests that I'm here with, they never think about the fact of leaving. They think yes. about what happened when they were there. Yes. And I'm so honored. That each one has a different way of explaining yes. that. And it is awesome. We have Colette Lawrence on this episode with the Me Movement. This episode has been amazing, Colette. Thank you so much for joining us on the When Women Speak with Shirley K podcast. Yes. Colette, how about any last words of advice that you like to share with our listeners? 
one of the things, surely, is I want to say to our listeners, reflect. You know why you're having a voiceless experience, but you have to be willing to sit back and reflect. Look at your life, what has caused it. You are able to find that pivotal moment. I was on LinkedIn one morning and I saw a post and the post, the man spoke about what made him lose his voice. And I remember stepping in the shower that morning. And as I stepped in the shower, the Holy Spirit would have revealed a moment. It took me back all the way to high school because I didn't know that was it because I didn't take time. So you're going to hear something that is going to be so pivotal in you using your voice. You have to know, be, take the time to go back and examine it because as the Holy Spirit would have dropped that there, then I had an opportunity to go back and relive it all over. I went, you have to go, be willing to go through the pain. You have to be willing to grieve through it. And then you follow the grieving process and then you're gonna come out as pure gold. And can I tell you, when you regain that voice like me, you will not want to stop talking and you're not just going to talk just because you want to talk. You're going to understand how valuable your voice is, how impactful your voice is, and you're going to move into that because guess what? As Shirley said earlier, there's a billion or how many persons are on the earth. Some are assigned to you and they're waiting on you, my sister, to listen, to find your voice walk in your voice, lead with your voice, and leave with your voice. <laughs> there you have it. Colette Lawrence of the Me Movement. Colette, how do the guests contact you? Where do they find you? Oh, so you can find me at the Me Movement LLC. That's on Facebook, on Instagram, and even on YouTube. Or at the website, www.com the me movement llc.com so that's how you contact her reach out to her and that's how you find her this has been another episode of when women speak with shirley k sponsored by life on power in the brand what if she knew she was powerful and it is managed and produced as well by build your vision podcast with Cleavon. thank you so much for another episode of when women speak with shirley k Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast on the Live Podcast Network.